everybody, it's Liz, and here's the lineup for the Popping Collars franchise for the month of August 2020. Betsy, Greg, Ricardo, and I talk time travel with a conversation about all of the possibilities and pitfalls of traveling to the past. Take Two features the return of Holly McHale Larson, discussing the influx of live-action Disney princess movies. Betsy and Greg review the film Glory in this month's Going on 30, and also, don't forget, you can vote for our Going on 30 awards by going to our website, poppincollarspodcast.com. Shayna Watson and Gray continue to boldly go through six episodes of Star Trek on The Sacred Six. This month, they're exploring the classic episode, The Devil in the Dark. Finally, and this is very exciting... Ricardo and I are hosting a brand new mini version of the Popping Collars book club at the end of this month. Join us for our end of the summer reading suggestions. Thanks for listening and keep those collars popped. Welcome to a very special Popping Collars book club episode. We've heard from you over the years that you like our book recommendation podcast episodes, which we typically do annually. So Ricardo and I are going to jump into your podcast feed a few times a year just for some special uh, one-off book recommendations. So I'm Liz Easton coming to you from Omaha, Nebraska, and with me is Ricardo Avila. Yes, and I am the rector at St. Luke's Episcopal Church in Los Gatos, California. Good to be with you, Liz. I think you and I of the four co-hosts Mm-hmm. We be we bring the class, and the other two bring the. Yeah. And they're not here to defend themselves, so who knows? No, no wait. Well, this is my tagline: We bring the class, and they bring the crass. Ooh, none of us <laughs> are really that crass, though. No, at least not on camera. Not on camera. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so. The way that we're going to do this, I think, is that we each just recommend one book that we've read recently and enjoyed. What have you? Why don't you go good. first? What have you got? I, I just started thinking about like reading in general, like why do, why do we read right now? We're of course in, in lockdown and sheltering in place. And I, I was just thinking the other day how there's, there's a difference between obviously working, uh, but like watching Netflix or something on television or listening to an audio book even, or sitting down on the couch and reading an actual book. And they kind of satisfy different things. I am the closest to my center when I'm actually reading a physical book, like I get more deeply into it. An audiobook has a performative aspect to it, which is also great. And, and, you know, it's where I get most of my books, but there's something about sitting down and I just do not do it very often. So special I just, occasion. I just read a great quote from Phoebe Waller bridge, the um, actor and writer and producer and director. And she said, I started out feeling reading was an escape then a chore, then a habit, then a luxury. Only now I've realized what a necessity it was. And for me, that's kind of true. I've gone through seasons in my life when I didn't read as much as I do now. In the last few years, I've I've really kind of committed to reading as my chief hobby. It does feel necessary to make sense of the world sometimes. And I think in some weird way, that's why I put it off until I absolutely need it. It's almost like I want to do, I want to figure it out myself without resorting to my yeah, my little I don't want to call it a crutch, but to my love. OK, so I'm going to recommend a book, as I've said in previous podcasts here and there. The way I tend to pick my books is um, 
it's not very sophisticated. I, I basically take the New York Times top 10 books of the year. They pick five fiction and five nonfiction books. And I try to get through them. Limited success because there's just, they keep every year there are 10 more. The book I want to pick, I loved it. Uh, it's been a while since I was just like, oh, this book is great. And who can I get it to? And, oh, I'm not going to give it to the used bookstore because I'm going to want to reread it someday. And it's surprising because it's science fiction uh, or speculative fiction, maybe, is a phrase I've seen about it. Uh, it's just fantastic. So the name of the book is Exhalation. Oh. And it's by a guy named Ted Chang, C-H-I-A-N-G. And it's short stories. There are nine stories. Now, he is a guy, he wrote a different set of uh, stories called Stories of Your Life and Others. And from that collection came a story that they made a movie out of called Arrival. Okay, this is where you want to get to, right? That is the question. Okay, so... First, we need to make sure that they understand what a question is, okay? The nature of a request for information along with the response. Then we need to clarify the difference between a specific you and a collective you because we don't want to know why Joe Alien is here. We want to know why they all landed. Remember with the trying to figure out the language for the alien? and yeah. You know, I saw that movie on an airplane, and I wish I hadn't because it's so quiet. And it is. It's slow. It's, it's kind of ponderous, but it's wonderful. So these stories, there are nine stories that came out last year. These stories have premises that have tr- time travel or um, technological kind of advances that would not be possible today. Uh, or, or ways of having multiple kind of lives in different universes. But with all of that, these stories are actually about relationships and they're about loneliness and they're about regrets. So they're about really human themes, but within the setting of these kind of science fiction-y situations. The first story is called The Merchant and the Alchemist's Gate. It takes place in a, a country in the Middle East, so all the names are kind of like Middle Eastern sounding, but it's it's basically about a guy who discovers slash invents just a, a little a little arch, and when you walk through, you're suddenly twenty years into the past or the oh. future, depending on which side you go through, and you can go and find yourself and help yourself do things better or warn yourself or whatever, right? Uh, and it's it's it doesn't sound like it would work, but it's fantastic. It's like a fairy tale with science fiction stuff in it and a totally human kind of uh, element about like love and regrets and the choices we make. So it's it's like I've never read anything like these stories because it's all of that. And you don't think you can he can do something like that. Like it's got to fall apart. Not all the stories are great, but I would say four of the nine are fantastic. There's another story called The Life Cycle of Software Objects. And it's a whole, it's over a hundred pages. And it's basically about the creation of these virtual animals that are given speech and taught to be like little children. And they figure out a way to bring them into the world in like a, a, an actual robot, a physical robot and how people kind of fall in love with their children. They're like, they're not pets 
and they're not actual children, but they learn and they're innocent and they ask really profound questions. And then like the software gets advanced and they get left behind and they get lonely. And the people start these small groups online to try to save their, their little kids. And, and they're, they're kind of pure beings. Um, and they ask the questions that we would never ask ourselves about ourselves. So it's just, it's profound, it's fantastic. And it's I'm going on and on. Like Black Mirror. Yes, one of the reviews in a in a uh, in a magazine or something compared it to Black Mirror. This is a uh, David Canfield from Entertainment Weekly. Chang's new collection of nine stories is so provocative, imaginative, and soulful that it makes Black Mirror look drab and dull by comparison. Wow. So Ted Chang, Exhalation. I highly recommend it. Nine stories, four of which our masterpieces. Oh, thank you. I don't read short stories very often. And I feel like that could be good for uh, the Corona tide. You know, I've heard a lot of people say that they're having trouble reading right now. I think just because mm-hmm. of attention span, but maybe committing to a short story would be one way to like kind of get out of your rut if you're in one. So yes, that's yes. my, that's my suggestion for y'all. Okay. How about you, Liz? Well, my suggestion is a novel. So you described how you pick books and I um, also rely on the New York times for book reviews. And I also am um, the recipient of a wonderful Christmas gift for the last two years from my parents, which is a subscription to the book of the month club, which is a delight. If you didn't know that the book of the month club is still out there, it still is. It's been around for a long time. And the way that they do it now is every month they send you like five suggestions and a little bit about each one and you can um, pick which one you want to be sent to you. And they're always new releases or like they're just ahead of the, they're not really early releases, but they're a little bit early. So it's kind of fun to do a little bit of research and pick which one. And so this one was a book of the month club selection and it's the vanishing half by Brit Bennett. And this book has kind of made a splash recently. It's Brit Bennett's second book. Her first one I think was called the mother's, And that sounds great too. I have not read it, but the vanishing half is a fairly short novel and the premise, I won't give anything away because this would all be revealed. Like in the first chapter, the premise is that there are two twin girls who grow up in a town in Louisiana in like the fifties or sixties, a fictional town that was established for and by uh, light-skinned African-American people. So the idea wow. was that they wanted to create an enclave of light-skinned Black people. And that desire for that community over the years becomes a little bit toxic. And um, these two twin girls who are very uh, fair-skinned uh, escape. They run away as teenagers. They run away to New Orleans And in the first chapter, you will learn that they become separated in New Orleans and their lives go different ways as teenagers and into their adulthood. One of them goes on to live her whole life passing as a white woman. And the other goes on to marry a very dark skinned African-American man, which was, would have been a marriage that was really looked down upon by the community that she grew up in. So their lives take these completely different paths and then they have daughters And then by a confluence of strange events, their daughters meet each other. So the mothers are estranged for decades and the daughters come to know each other. So it's, it's really a beautiful um, nuanced exploration of racism and, and also identity origin and 
how much of us is nature and how much is nurture, which I feel like any story about twins is really right. exploring that idea. You know, I'm okay with a sad book or a hard book, but I like there to be a lot of heart. And um, this book definitely has some, some characters who are kind of despicable and some that are just as um, you just want to be their friend. Like you just wish that they were real and you could get to know them. The characters are beautifully drawn. It's very um, multidimensional, full characters. And you, you follow them for such a short book, the timeline goes back and forth and you follow them over decades. Like you see the, the daughters who are cousins grow up. You see the, sisters mothers who you know reach old age their loves their heartbreaks it's just wonderful the vanishing half the vanishing half by who brit bennett brit bennett wow that sounds really fascinating how so like how much of the sense of the novel deals with race as in i I mean i'm curious in the sense that like would it be good for a for a a book discussion group that's trying to read stuff around race. I think it would. And in part, because it's so it's nuanced, it's not a, an allegory, you know, it's not going to be like teach you a lesson, but the idea of sort of jumping into a person's life and experiencing things that we don't, at least white folks like me don't always talk about or think about when we think about race and privilege. There's also really great trans representation, which again goes into this idea of identity and what does it mean to be quote unquote, you know, born quote unquote, a certain way. Yes, I would. I think I'm trying to think for a church book club. I've gotten in trouble before recommending books to church book clubs and then hearing back. <laughs> There's a lot of F words in there and it's like, oh yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> it would depend on your <laughs> That's a good question. That's a good point. Um, Well, I mean, I think, I think what I was trying to ask is, is it, is it preachy or does it provoke insight without telling you? And it sounds like it's not preachy and it does provoke insight. No. Yeah. 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 Oh, books are great. They are great. We should um, ask for some sort of something from our audience. Like if you, if you have a book recommendation that you think that we would like comment on our Facebook page. Okay. Find us and let us know if you have book recommendations. We'll try to make it easy for you and we'll try to even check. Uh, But we'd love to hear your thoughts on great books that have been terrific for you. And I personally just want to put a plug in for classics. doesn't have to be contemporary. I'm I'm ready to hear um, your raves about those too. Yeah, definitely. Well, thanks for joining us for the Poppin' Callers Book Club episode. Uh, if you like this content, we'll we'll keep producing it. If you don't like it, um, keep that to yourself. We'll keep producing it. No, right. <laughs> 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 All right. Keep those callers popped. I am giving you.